Welcome to HR Confidential. Welcome, everybody. This is Heather Krentler, Senior Director of Human Resources for Crane Communications, and your host here on HR Confidential with my good friend. Hi, I'm uh, Robert K. Elder, and I'm Director of Digital Product Development and Strategy here at Crane. And my source of questions. And my source of questions of, of consternation. Um, and so this uh, this is not one personally from me, but it's one we got uh, that I think will be valuable, and that is, why is my application being ignored? Yeah, this this actually came from from one of our listeners who had a I think a whole lot more to say about the topic. <laughs> okay. But we're going to just focus on right. at the end of the day they were feeling like Ignore. they could not break through yeah. to get real face-to-face consideration. Right. And and I in the last, you know, 2 years have hired a lot of people. I've had an avalanche of I if I just did the math, I bet you it's two thousand applications. Mm. So, so I can I can sound off, and then I'm interested in yours. But it's a whole bunch of different things. One is either your application doesn't address the need, so you're not the profile we're looking for. You don't have the experience we're looking for. Um, some of it is maybe you're a, a solid candidate, but maybe your application came in too late, and mm-hmm. there's you know, there's 25 or 50 other applicants before yours came in. Those are the two biggest ones that uh, that I've experienced. What, what else is there? They may not have the basic qualifications. Right. Um, they may not have the right timing. They may uh, have... a lot of it. Like somebody will say, oh, I put an application in. But if that, if that job has been up for three months... Mm-hmm. And they just did it in the last week. Well, we're already moving forward with other candidates. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's uh, my fault as somebody who put up the ad that it was up too long. Mm-hmm. But um, that's w- largely what I see it as is like, no, 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 you're great. But we're already down the road with these other folks. Yeah, it's data management techniques. Yeah. No recruiter, no hiring manager is going to. Well, sometimes this does happen, but I would never advise, is going to take the time to consider the hundreds of applicants and do it in a very thorough way. No one has time for that. Unfortunately, this listener finds himself filling in the blanks with less than savory intentions. And I want all of our listeners to really understand. And by the way, this was not a a crane applicant, (laughs) but a crane listener. And I... I think that that happens a lot, but let's take a step back and think about you as a candidate. Many times when faced with a job search, people do this buckshot approach. And they skim for titles. They do very little in the the realm of reading the requirements and very passively and in a very lazy manner, I might add, just hit apply, click, click. It takes you, depending on the applicant tracking system, lovingly referred to as ATSs by HR nerds. Okay. Depending on the system that we have, that could be a 30-second to 15-minute process. Yeah. Very little effort on the part of the applicant. Um, on the part of the hiring manager, however, or the recruiter, uh, it could be anywhere from a five-second eyeballing to a five-hour engagement. So you have to be very, very 
conscious of time. And and many times an applicant uh, tracking system will be able to score a resume. Right. By keywords and all that. But let, let me, if, if, if I can, can we give them more proactive advice? Yeah. So, so and that is, so if, if you're being ignored, um, maybe it's because either you don't have the right keywords or, I mean, some really basic stuff, you've misspelled the name of something. Mm-hmm. I actually went to an interview this year. I uh, have somebody I really liked, but they um, uh, mispronounced uh, Crane. I even forgot how they did it, but they mispronounced mm-hmm. Crane. And they obviously didn't do any homework. So actually, they made it really far down the line without knowing anything. Um, uh, so um, the other thing is... Often people, but they already have the FaceTime. They already have the FaceTime. And they blew it at that oh stage. Oh my god, so, it's so yeah. embarrassing for them. Uh, but the other part of it was um, maybe you're not tailoring your application to the job or to the company. Yes, and that's something that I would recommend within the realm of honesty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but really, don't apply for something that you're not qu- qualified for to a certain. Or interested in. That's or interested the, that's in. the other thing is I often see um, cover letters or um, you know, applications from someone who just their heart is not in it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's amazing how many I see. It's amazing how many people you'll interview who will openly admit to not wanting that particular job but wanting to at least get in front of you to prove that they would make an amazing something else. Yeah. That is very – that. That's a very risky choice. Yeah. Sometimes it pays off. Yeah, I was going to say I don't. I, I I sort of like the 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 chutzpah there. I sort of like the um. What's what's another word? I like the assertiveness in that. Like, hey, I'm getting in the door. I can do this job, but I can be so much more. Rather than mm-hmm. I don't want this job anymore. I, rather than I don't want this job. I just want to meet you. Mm-hmm. I've never had anybody do that, but they. Ha- I've had people say like. Listen, I see this as a means to an end, which I respect. I actually did that. I was going to say a moment ago, I was going to say as an HR person that really aggravates me. And then I did some reflection as you were talking (laughs) and thought, oh, wow, I aggravate myself. (laughs) I remember when when I was actually getting into HR, I took a job. And in the interview, I said, I plan on doing this for this amount of time only. And they said, well, well, why? <laughs> and why are you admitting that? And I said, because I plan to create a need for this other thing mm-hmm. by then, and you will have me doing this other thing. Yeah, it's, it's a strategy I call modest world domination. <laughs> I've actually, it's, a, it's actually the name of my fantasy football team. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> How very appropriate. So I suppose since I've done it, I can't hate on it. But just make sure that you're – if you're going to do that, that you really are willing and interested in the job at hand. So many things have to go right for that to even happen. Yes. So, so but, but how can we proactively help this person who's frustrated, who feels that their application is being ignored? What else have okay. we even covered? So, again, uh, only apply if you're really qualified. If you are qualified, tailor it. Let's talk about what you said about tailoring. Yeah. It doesn't mean falsely repre- – mis- misrepresenting your qualifications, but – Really make sure that what you're putting in there, what you're saying in your cover letter, if one is part of that, um, what pieces, if, you, if you're a creative, and, yeah. right? So what, what pieces you're sharing. Make sure that they tell a story. Make sure that it tells a story that aligns with the need of the business. And if you are an applicant that has something in your background that you think might be creating a hitch mm. in consideration, 
Seek advice from someone you trust on whether or not you should reframe that. So let's say it's a gap in employment. Let's say it's a different career path and you have a long history in something else and you're you're looking to make a change. Let's say, you know, one that comes up a lot that I get a lot of people asking me for my counsel on is, I feel like my tenure, the, my longevity, my age, God mm. forbid, but it does get asked, is a hindrance what can I do? What should I what should I represent? And I just say, your resume does not have to be everything. Yeah, it doesn't have to go back to the 70s. No, it doesn't have to. Mine does. Tell the story they need to know about, <laughs> about you and call it a day. Yeah. So that those are all things that I think could help. The other thing is don't stop at the application. Yeah. If you read the job description and you're like, that is my dream, like that is what I've been looking for for ages – then take it a step further. Find out who do you know? Who knows who? Who can get you a conversation? Heather's home addresses. No, okay. And that would be a good time to start singing the Lisa Loeb song. I I think that that's a great first place. LinkedIn has made. I mean, the laziest job seeker on the planet can find somebody's contact information yeah. somewhere. I, and I actually, so you reminded me of something. So we had a recent applicant um, who uh, was very. Um, Proactive, mm-hmm. and um, uh, this person did not uh, ultimately even get an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said, "Hey, I just want to let you know, I was disappointed I didn't get it, but I can do this, this, and this for you. Thank you so much." Uh, and I told my editor today, I was like, I, "I kind of admire that. Reach out to him, and and if we have some freelance work, that's a good place to start." At, you never know what can come out of it. Yeah. If it's not the job, it could, you're totally right. It could be something else. And if there is a job posting. But it's really not what you're qualified for. Let's go down that road for a minute. But you are looking for work. There's no harm in saying, I saw your posting. It doesn't align with my background. But I thought you may be interested in the timing probably won't be right. But you might be front of mind in the future. The last thing I would counsel people is use your network. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've had a very weird sort of trajectory. But most of my job offers – never come from things that are posted. Mm-hmm. Like it's always um, – A good word? It, it, well, not – no, not a, a good word. Usually it's something that's developing and they need talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm a little uh, odd in my job description because I'm always the new guy. I'm always the startup guy. Mm-hmm. I always help start things. So in general, those things don't exist because people don't know sort of the direction that mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. So um, I would – again, this is too much about my path, but – Often those referrals come from former colleagues, mm-hmm. friends. Um, so, I, you know, I know very few people who get jobs just cold, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. just from a resume. That being said, I hired 50 people last year <laughs> from largely people, you know, from most of those people, 95%. I, I had no connection to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for long career path stuff, I think mm-hmm. it's a good to rely on your network. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's one other part to this that I do want to touch on, too. For those 50 people you hired, mm. there might have been how many hundreds of thousands of applicants, right? So 2,000. So just roughly. Yeah. And there's this lovely thing about uh, auto emails. People get really riled sometimes if they get it or if they don't. Yeah. There's big feelings on both sides. I want everyone to understand who's hearing this right now that getting an auto reject 
doesn't even necessarily mean, to your point at the start of this conversation, that your skills and experience have even been looked at. You might simply have been too late. So it can feel very personal, and it can feel very much like a judgment, like everything has been weighted. You've seen it all, and you've chosen not me. Not necessarily. Right. Maybe we didn't see you. Maybe we didn't see you. So, yeah, it's, let's face it, job hunting is scary, and it's hard, and you want answers, and you want feedback, but... Don't assume the worst is happening. It just may be a timing thing. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, listener. We appreciate the question. Have a great day, everybody. Remember, all of the questions here on HR Confidential are anonymous, and you can be anonymous too by calling me at 313-327-2209 or emailing me at hrconfidential at crane.com. That's C-R-A-I-N.com. I've been your host and producer, Heather Krentler, along with executive producer, Robert K. Elder, brought to you by Crane Communications.